Introduction to Sexism in the Workplace Brought to you by Assemble You It's time to work on you So sit back and listen to practical, actionable advice to accelerate your progress In this track, we'll cover Definitions of sexism and gender discrimination Including hostile and benevolent sexism Experiences of women in the workplace And guidance for how to promote a more inclusive and safer workplace Let's start with definitions. According to the European Institute for Gender Equality, sexism is linked to beliefs around the fundamental nature of women and men and the roles they should play in society. Sexist assumptions about women and men, which manifest themselves as gender stereotypes, can rank one gender as superior to another. Such hierarchical thinking can be conscious and hostile. Or it can be unconscious, manifesting itself as unconscious bias. Sexism can touch everyone, but women are particularly affected, so we see that there is an inherent element of power in relation to discriminating against someone on the basis of their gender. As an article from Brian Robinson highlights, it's not unusual for women to receive less pay, fewer benefits, fewer opportunities or to be passed up for jobs or promotions for which they are well qualified. Susan Madsen, for Forbes, makes a distinction between hostile and benevolent sexism. Hostile sexism includes obvious negative stereotypes, assessments or evaluations about a gender, and this would include behaviour and language that generalises women's capabilities and claims women are innately inferior to men. Making derogatory comments about women, assuming a woman who is senior in the company is in a meeting purely to take minutes or continually ignoring a woman's points are considered sexist behaviour. It's also not uncommon for pregnant or nursing women to be fired while taking time off for childbearing. Repeatedly speaking over a woman, explaining concepts to her that she already understands and is more qualified to discuss or accusing her of being bossy or emotional, if you wouldn't use those words to describe a man, would be further examples of sexism. Such behaviours indicate that you do not take women's opinions and qualifications seriously and are prone to dismissing her contributions simply because she is a woman. It is common for women to feel dismissed, invisible and insignificant. Benevolent sexism includes subjectively positive attitudes of gender that are damaging to individuals, particularly women, and to gender equality more generally. A comment may appear to be kind and sensitive, but actually reinforces traditional gender roles and ultimately restricts women's opportunities. It may also perpetuate a very narrow view of men's capabilities and characteristics too. For example, speaking only with women about flexible working during school holidays. What does this indicate if your assumption is women will have caring responsibilities, but men won't? Might you be presuming a lot about women versus men as parents? Might you assume women have family commitments, so can't make an evening meeting with a client? When writing a reference, might you focus on a woman's attributes of kindness, empathy and thoughtfulness versus a man being assertive, hard-working and a great leader. 
perhaps there are certain words you might use to describe a woman, but not a man. Or a woman might be automatically asked to decorate the office to make it look nice. Reinforcing an idea that women are naturally better at what might be termed office housework. A colleague might make a joke and apologise only to a woman in the room, indicating that he believes women need protecting due to some innate fragility, as see on Bylock examine. Even sexism that lacks malicious intent can have negative repercussions. Whilst at first glance, these things might not seem to pose a problem. They maintain a power dynamic that doesn't further women's opportunities in the workplace. They may exclude women from certain situations and roles and reduce opportunities for them to thrive. Another article for Forbes argues, Sexism persists, in part, because it is embedded in the way we perceive, talk and behave. In contrast to overt sexism, covert sexism is virtually invisible. Its invisibility makes it hard to detect, often hard to challenge, and in turn, so hard to get rid of. If discrimination is normalised and accepted within our day-to-day lives, present in the home, visible in the media, and pervasive in politics, then why would the workplace be an exception? Research collated the experiences of a thousand women, centering on sexist comments and behaviour they had encountered. They spoke of being micromanaged, when the men in the office were given much more freedom, and of women being paid a lot less than the men doing equivalent work. One woman's boss explained he paid women in his company less because he would personally feel uncomfortable if his wife earned more than him. So let's look at some practical guidance for creating a safer and more inclusive workplace. Education could be a good place to start. If you're a leader, initiate conversations, promote workshops and design engaging training programs. Assess the inner workings of your own organisation to see where sexism might be present. Encourage your company to adopt a zero-tolerance approach to sexism. Be prepared to critically analyse what might be flawed about your own perspectives. Promote cultural change based on listening to women in the company and asking them about their experiences. First and foremost, believe women when they draw attention to sexist behaviour. If sexism is subtle, it may not be immediately clear that it's happening. But that isn't a reason to dismiss what you are being told. Fundamentally, as an HBR article examines, when we deny everyday sexism, it makes it impossible to solve and very difficult for women who do speak up. Putting a spotlight on its existence is a powerful initial step. In this regard, male colleagues are valued allies in the workplace. Building a zero-tolerance culture gives individuals the confidence to speak up and means that the burden of doing so does not rest on the shoulders of women. Trusting your colleagues and choosing to tackle sexism as a team sends a powerful message. Recognise when you could step in and counter a sexist comment. And, more than anything, it's important to act when an allegation is made. 
Research from the Trades Union Congress, in partnership with the Everyday Sexism Project, shone a light on how infrequently sexism is reported and, furthermore, the potential difficulties with and repercussions of highlighting discrimination. Let's take a minute to consider sexual harassment, which is any kind of unwanted behaviour of a sexual nature that makes you feel humiliated or intimidated, or that creates a hostile environment. Anyone of any gender can experience sexual harassment. But 2020 research carried out by the UK Government Equalities Office found significantly more women than men had experienced sexual harassment in their lifetime. Specifically, 84% of women and 60% of men. Additionally, 63% of those who experienced sexual harassment in the workplace in the previous 12 months reported the perpetrator was a man. Of the women surveyed by the Trades Union Congress who had reported sexual harassment, three quarters said nothing changed after they reported it, and 16% said they were treated worse after reporting. Reporting sexism may come with the risk of losing your job, being castigated for raising an issue, or losing out on future career advancement. In particular, if a complaint is made against a particularly powerful member of staff without adequate safeguards and procedures in place, then allegations can be dismissed and not properly investigated. 72% of sexual discrimination victims continue to keep quiet for fear of reprisal from their employers. According to a Forbes article, women are very used to being told to stop being so sensitive and accused of overreacting when they mention sexist practices. Not taking complaints seriously can damage a woman's career and simultaneously indicate to other women that their own experiences won't be validated or properly dealt with. And this is not a fact to be taken lightly. Given that a sobering study found that female workers exposed to sexual harassment in the workplace are at greater risk of suicide, putting the blame on the victim detracts attention from the accused and upholds the systems that discriminate against the women in the first place. It also crucially fails to acknowledge the impact of sexism on the well-being of women. That's all we have time for today. As your takeaway from this track, start thinking about how you can call out sexism and pay close attention to your own beliefs when you're next working. Be vigilant about sexist language being used and the gender stereotypes that crop up in daily life. Have a productive week.